Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Uh, whether you're catching the show live or in archive, again, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, I do the show about once or twice a month, and uh, this is our going to be our live column read show, so I'm going to read this month's uh, new column uh, on air, and I'm going to talk about it in a little bit more detail. Uh, more on that in just a little bit. Um, I see i got a couple people in my call dockets. Uh, I, uh, sorry, guys, I don't take um, phone calls during the column read shows, so I will not be getting to the phones today. Uh, I only do that typically during uh, astrology update shows where I'm able to take live calls. Won't be able to do that today, so thanks for the shot, but uh, won't be, uh, be able to uh, accommodate live calls. Uh, short 45-minute show. Uh, if it's first time uh, tuning into the show, a little bit about me. Uh, I am a uh, professional astrologer, navigational consultant. I work with uh, numerology, uh, tarot cards, uh, rune stones, all kinds of different oracles. Uh, I have an office that I work from here in Phoenix, as well as I do uh, phone sessions with people all over the country and even some parts of the world. Uh, all that info about sessions and all that good stuff, you can find any of that on my website at... Uh, at javentura.com, uh, 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 easy enough to find. Uh, I do a monthly, well, let's say almost monthly, it's about eight or nine times a year, a uh, column called Snake Oil, which is what we're going to talk about today. Uh, if you're not already getting the column, you can email me at venturasag at yahoo.com. Get added to the mailing list uh, so you get the columns uh, almost every month. Well, again, not quite uh, once a month, but close. Uh, uh, this is, of course, blind copied out, so there's no sale stuff or anything. Uh, no one ever gets your email address from me. I'm very protective of that for good reason. Um, i got about uh, 1,800 people getting the column now, so uh, feel free to add yourself to that list. Um, I want to mention something else before we dive into today's show. Uh, I am going to be doing a show in about a week and a half on a Sunday, an extra show, uh, there is a, uh, a small metaphysical group that I meet with uh, every other week, and we talk a lot about the Seth material, which is channeled material written by Jane Roberts way back in the 70s and the 80s, even early 90s, uh, late 80s when she passed. Uh, brilliant material. Uh, we talk a lot about that. Uh, there's a very specific focus also to the group or an added focus um, on manifesting uh, wealth and abundance to live very comfortable, easy lives. And we are in the process of working through some limiting beliefs and things. Uh, so we're going to do a little kind of mini broadcast on that, and then it may actually become a feature that I will add as once a month, depending on how that goes, because that's going to be a remote feed from the group itself. Be on a Sunday, not this coming Sunday, the Sunday after that, whatever that date is, is going to be when we're likely to do the first broadcast. And again, if it does go well, uh, we will consider doing that on a more permanent basis. Uh, definitely, if you want to do some research on that, you might want to get the book, uh, The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts. Uh, you might want to get that anyway for a lot of different reasons, but uh, it'll be some good insight for anybody looking to kind of, you know, get in a more abundant place in their life, whether that's financially, emotionally, spiritually, all that good stuff. So that will be something uh, that, that's up and coming. Okay. With all that said, it's time for us to uh, read my uh, this month's column. Uh, I'm going to read the column. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it in detail, and uh, I'll try to mention the other 
upcoming potential show toward the end of this as well, too. Uh, time does go pretty fast when we do these shows, but we definitely want to start with talking about this particular column. Uh, this was a new column that I had written in, uh, in early October, and it was my uh, November uh, column. I will be doing a December column and a January, although January will probably January and February uh, take a month off until March for another one. But uh, so there's a couple up and coming in terms of new columns. Uh, again, this one is called specifically called Taking the High Road. I had a lousy morning. A host of frustrating things started my day and made me regret getting out of bed in the first place. I got into my car to run errands and then headed to the gym like I did most weekdays. However, I felt quite irritated. As I dodged the usual stupidity on the road with people texting while driving, not using turn signals and an assortment of other bad driver theatrics, I made it to my first destination, the bank drive through I could see a man in a truck in a lane next to mine fighting with the teller about God knows what through his call box. Of course, he pulled out just ahead of me, and I was stuck behind his truck. I was trying to make a right-hand turn, but he lingered in front of me, moving slowly between two lanes of the light that was about to change. There were three lanes of traffic getting ready to push through from the other direction when the light would change. I gave him a short, single horn honk, to suggest that he make some type of move or at least allow me to get by. He finally made the right turn, but I ended up stuck behind him in the middle lane. My fury was building to epic proportions. Apparently, my horn honk made him angry. He stopped his car in the middle of traffic, barreling toward us, and I was caught tucked behind him as other cars began to pile behind me and all around us. He, with a massive feat of audacity, actually got out of his car and began to walk toward my Prius for a confrontation. It is quite the rarity for me to encounter a man who will verbally or physically try to battle me at this point in my life, so I was not only surprised, but pissed. I seriously contemplated getting out of the car to meet him and break every bone in his small frame body in what would likely take me all of two minutes. In the few seconds of my contemplating whether he lives or dies, mostly kidding about this, I noticed his license plate said veteran. Instead, something better in me took over, and I rolled down my window as he approached, and I shouted at him, Hey, are you in distress? Do you need me to call someone to help you, man? He paused with his cigarette still hanging out of his mouth a few feet before he got to me, turned around and got into his car and drove away. I was even surprised by my kindness and quick thinking. There was no question I could either verbally or physically break him into pieces. Yet as angry as I was, I took the high road. I thought it was likely that he had not only come through some difficult experiences serving his country, but probably personally as well. His anger was probably not really about me directly. It might also simply be that he got closer to the guy in the gold Prius and saw my 205-pound muscular frame and simply reconsidered what he was attempting to do. Whatever the specific reason, I took a more Christ-like response to his situation. While I was still somewhat angry as I drove away from this event, I felt empowered by my decision to respond with kindness, empathy, and to diffuse a potential 
confrontation. While I don't often talk about Christianity specifically, the energy of the Christ consciousness transcends different religious perspectives and influences us in notable ways. In the Michael teachings, Jesus was a representation of the infinite soul. Quote, the infinite soul is a representation of the Tao itself. The infinite soul comes to earth, say, every 2,000 years, although historically, for example, Christ and Buddha came within 600 years of each other. This was because each impacted separate and distinct regions and civilizations. These avatars have world impact for literally thousands of years. There are often magical and mystical events surrounding the birth of these exalted beings, and the presence is felt and prophesied long before their arrivals. That's an exact quote from the Michael Handbook by Jose Stevens. For my near confrontation with the angry veteran, I saw a video on Facebook that moved me. It was about how a fight was stopped by a man with a pizza. Two men are fist fighting and wrestling in front of a restaurant. The guy runs out with his box of a whole pizza and steps in and offers them each a slice. They stop fighting and begin to eat the pizza. All three of them end up walking away and just chatting and chowing down pizza. Of course, the usual know-it-all troll comments following the inspiring video on YouTube were, this is all fake, this video is staged and isn't real. Listen, whether the video is real or not is, of course, irrelevant. The idea of a peaceful interruption to a conflict is very much what the message of turning the other cheek is all about. I can't say that I'll always respond with kind gestures I did the other day, although it definitely seems like I do more often than not as I get older and wiser. Patient my way. My angry, frustrated self that morning, angrily getting in a car, acted like a magnet to the negative events. We always have choices about how we respond to situations that test us. But taking the high road is truly a, more, a far more positive use of our power. Okay, so that was my uh, November column. Again, I wrote this back in October. Now, some of my clients know around the time that this event actually happened, and it did, of course. Uh, I was talking about it and using that as a reference point. Uh, and, and, and like I said, I, I'm not... And I, I've talked about this before in other shows. I was raised Catholic. Um, I certainly think there was some real value in some of the Catholic teachings that I learned. I went to Catholic school until eighth grade and then went to a public high school. You know, but you know, I, was, I turned away from religion fairly early on, uh, much to the chagrin of my mother and some of my siblings, because you know, I began to study metaphysics, look at other philosophies and points of views, and, and they certainly, uh, for me, uh, resonated in a far more profound way. So I, I do not consider myself Christian in terms of, of philosophy. But that being said, there are certainly times when I quote Christian philosophy. Again, the use of the Christ energy is universal. It doesn't have to do with the religion. Uh, it, it, it is a beautiful uh, energy uh, representation of the uh, messianic plane, if you're looking at it from that perspective, and, 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 uh, and truly valuable in terms of teaching. The te that teaching itself is really almost uh, as pure as it could be. Religion, you know, is, can often be a distortion, you know, based on basic truths that are influenced by 
by men and, and the thinking that goes into some of the control issues that sometimes come up with religion. But, you know, the, again, I'm not downplaying the value of religion. Some people are very spiritual and religious at the same time. Some people are religious and not spiritual at the same time. But you can't, you know, as much as people might try, you can't really break away the value of, of the teachings of Christ. So it was really great, in a way, for me to be able to uh, to to write about this, and experientially as well as, you know, for as, from perspective as a writer. Because sometimes I think when I talk to clients they that are maybe uh, still uh, immersed in some elements of religion, I, they can be a little scared or think that, you know, that I'm I'm an anarchist and, and uh, of course this all of this is nonsense. Uh, I even remember many years ago I had a client her and her husband were really um pretty hardcore atheists and I would see them both once in a while and they liked the style of the sessions that I did. But once when I did quote kind of some Christian elements they got upset with me and unsubscribed to my column. You know, and so they you know, dopes by <laughs> I say that with humor. I mean, just so silly at one level or another. So you know, listen. I don't. I again. I'm a philosopher. I have studied a lot of different religions, philosophies, and and I and it's definitely real value in in much of the teachings of Christ. You, you do not have to just follow religion to understand the value of that. Uh, so and yes, and on the flip side, definitely, I'm not an atheist. I am not in any way. Uh, I, I love my atheist friends. They're cool and they're smart, but uh, I think they're sort of missing a component of life. And, and listen, that's legitimate. You can have lifetimes where you're very religious. You'll have lifetimes where you're not. We have lifetimes where you're more scientific. You have lifetimes where there's blends that operate. We, you know, we evolve as souls and we evolve as human beings. So again, none of that is wrong in, in essence in that way. In fact, for, for me personally, extremes of behavior and being adamant about things is the only right way uh, sort of strike me as uncomfortable. You know, I, I, I uh, may have mentioned this in, in other shows about the extremes on the left and the right, even politically, um, where sometimes it's heavy-handed on both sides in a way. And, uh, you know, screaming at someone and surrounding yourself with only people who see things exactly the way you do kind of does limit our experience and can create real kind of World War Threes. Thanksgiving and Christmas, by the way, in that sense. Uh, so, uh, you know, all of that is that, that potential tilt. But what I was kind of getting at in this column, and it, and it was significant, a couple of things here that are important. One, again, I had gotten up, you know, on the proverbial wrong side of the bed, and uh, I was not in a good mood. Uh, honestly, hold on one second here. <laughs> A little brief pause for something disgusting since I have a little sinus stuff going on. Minor, thankfully. Um, you know, and so let me get back to my point here. Um, and it's totally, now that I did that, it's like totally out of my head what I was specifically talking about. Uh, so I'm going to sidetrack for a minute here, and then I'm going to get back to my point because I know it's in there. Um, we are, uh, we're, we're basically uh, just, beginning a Mercury retrograde in Libra. So let me throw that in real quick. Uh, Mercury retrograde, about three-week period. Mercury, the planet of communication, expression, you know, goes backwards, and uh, so to speak, not technically. In fact, I just did a show about this on the List TV, 
Uh, you can probably find that on YouTube or at thelisttv.com, that little brief segment I did about Mercury Retrograde attempting to explain it. Uh, but, yeah, so communication is going to get a little screwy as usual during Mercury Retrograde. This one's in Libra, so it's probably going to affect a lot of our relationships and justice and balance and diplomacy issues. Um, so uh, this is in, the, in play right now and will be until December 6th. And, and for as much as I've studied this, I think that there's a two-week window with shadow before and after the retrogrades where you kind of feel it already to some degree. So my, my short translation behind all this is that, you know, it, it makes us all a little bit more dingbatty in a way in, in the areas of communication. So me forgetting exactly what I was talking about, uh, <laughs> I, I don't consider that to be an oddity or a strange thing in, in any way. So I'm going to attempt to go back to what I was talking about within reason anywhere. So, uh, you know, back to the idea behind this column. Oh, I got it now. Boom, back into the head. Okay. Uh, Mercury retrograde in motion. Um, and by the way, uh, let me mention something real quick that was funny. When I did the, the ABC shoot for the Mercury retrograde spot, they had placed it uh, online, both on YouTube and at the List TV directly. And it was a two-minute spot, and it only ran for 37 seconds. Whoever downloaded it had cut it off, you know, a third, more than a third, less than a third of the way through. And uh, I had to tell the, the producer that, and I think they they fixed it. But I laughed because I said, here we did a show about the stupidity of Mercury Richard, and then whoever downloaded it screwed it up. So uh, you got to laugh. Okay, now I know what I was talking about, so I'm going to go back to that. So I, had, I was in a bad mood. I started off the day in a bad mood, and I was complaining, and I was irritated, and then I got in a car to run my usual errands, and that I often do during the day. You know, everything for me is very strategic. Uh, I don't do things half-assed for the most part. Everything, you know, if I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to stop along the way to get gas, to go to the bank. I often kind of calculate my route. You know, I've always been very efficiency-oriented. Uh, there's three planets in a Virgo conjunction in my fifth house, uh, Mars, Uranus, and Pluto. So none of that's just surprising anybody with astrological knowledge. I'm a little anal. But uh, but I uh, I was in a bad mood, and I got in the car. So when this all happened, you know, like the spiritual side of me knows, like I I drew this this idiot, this angry dumb you know guy reflecting this. Uh, so you know, none of that surprised me. I remind people, you know, be careful about driving when you're angry. See if you can sit for a minute and and get more peaceful. Before you do that, uh, you have more of a chance of drawing an accident to yourself or a situation that's confrontational. So that's significant. So, yeah, no surprise that I encountered it. You know, even when I was at the drive-thru, like I mentioned in the piece, like I noticed him, like, yelling at the teller. And I just remember catching it and looking at that. And, and then, lo and behold, he gets in front of me and does the idiot straddling between lanes. And, you know, I give the horn honk and all that. The, the, the thing of it is this. You know, had I missed the light and had to wait the two minutes, two and a half minutes for the next light, it would not have been the end of the world, so I was also getting impatient. But I think it was just that frustration with someone completely unaware of other people. You know what I mean? And he's straddling the lanes, and he's not sure what he's going to do, and you know what I mean? And all this other stuff, he's probably recoiling from spending his time screaming at the poor bank teller to the drive through and, you know, and so in the larger picture, it didn't matter. And, and like I had joked about in the piece, listen, if you've ever seen photographs of me 
um, I'm not a small guy. You know, I've been working out fairly steadily since I'm you know, probably 15, uh, and uh, so I'm a, I look like a bald, pretty buff, muscular boxer. I have very little. I don't. I not only look like one, but so I came down to what I could fight. I'm very strong. Um, I don't very fearless in a lot of ways because of my the strength of how I'm built. Although I've joked about it before that the more dangerous thing is my my sword that I call a tongue and my mouth probably in terms of uh, my expertise in, in, in verbal battle if I go there. But what I've learned over the years is I don't like to do that. I mean, you know, I enjoy attacking other people I can, whether physically or verbally. So, I mean, I've, I've really, for the most part, I've had very few uh, verbal battles with people over the last couple of decades, and certainly almost no physical ones. I, you know, I, I don't operate from that place. So I, when I joked about in the piece about him walking up and seeing, you know, it may have been that he just looked at me and thought, you know, he was all of probably, you know, 160 pounds, um, veteran or not, that this, you know, you think the guy in the Prius is going to be some goofy nerd. No. Uh, so maybe it was just that, that he was like, all right, got to think twice about this. But I'm, I'd like to think it was more than that. And I like it to think it was that rather than me go for that confrontation and scream at him and fight with him and, and, and get into some type of altercation, I did. I just instinctively took this better road and, and said, hey, man, you okay? You know what I mean? Do you need me to call someone? Or is it, I mean, and I took this road, and I think that is really what had thrown him, that it was sort of a kindness in that way, and that's what made him turn around and drive away. Again, I don't know which thing it was. It was a combination of all of those things. But um, it did feel good to do that. So I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I, you know, I, you know, astrologically, I have Venus and Scorpio in my natal chart and Neptune, soft planets in Scorpio, but they're still in Scorpio. So listen, I, you know, I had a good little window of thought about beating the crap out of this guy in that sense. You know, I mean, I, I don't pretend that I didn't. And even after he drove away, I had felt better, but I still had that part of me that is like, you know, that male and more sort of aggressive, like, you don't, people don't mess with me. I don't know, I'm not allowing that. But I did. I felt much more relieved in that sense that I dispersed this in a, in a very healthy way. So I think that for all of us as human beings, we can contain two different perceptions. We can be angry and loving at the same time. We, we know it's okay. We, we can have that duality about us. It doesn't make us crazy. I think we always have to decide what we're going to do with the choices that are in front of us. So, you know, I've mentioned this before, and I'll bring this up again. Your astrology, your numerology, all of these things are brilliant things to learn and understand because when you understand who you are and your patterns and the way you are wired and what your focuses are likely to be, that's going to make you navigate through life more effectively. So definitely, if you can, you want to do that. Um, but that being said, all those things, uh, notwithstanding, we make choices. We have dispositions. We have choices uh, also that correlate with that. So even though we might be inclined to go a certain way, we can make different choices. And I was probably more confrontive uh, when I was younger. And the older I get, and it's not because I'm weaker, in a, in a lot of ways it's because I'm stronger in terms of empathy and understanding and understanding the idea of how to diffuse a situation. 
um, you know, certainly uh, whatever you want to call this kinder energy, this better approach to take, and, and I have no problem referring it to as, as the Christ energy or the Buddha energy or, or any of these other amazing avatars that have come throughout history. Um, you know, not to sound too corny, but couldn't the world use a bit more of this at one level or another? You know, we're so polarized as a nation and even to some extent as a world, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I would love to see us, you know, get back to a more harmonious place with each other. Um, and I think we will. I think that this is something we are exploring um, as, a, as a species at this different point. There's astrological correlations to this with Aries in, I mean, with uh, Uranus and Aries and other factors that have contributed to this period of time. But, you know, again, we also have choices in, in where our energy goes. So, you know, when I correlated this particular personal story with the pizza box story and the man running out and, and helping by offering pizza to the two guys fighting, uh, you can find that video, by the way, um, on YouTube, just like, uh, you know, in the, look for the man stops fight with pizza. You'll find a couple of versions of it that are on there. You know, of course, I included that link with my column, another purposeful plug to why it is beneficial to get my column, because uh, I often include all of these things in there, so you're able to access these things easier. But uh, you can find it on, on YouTube, uh, that, that video about Man Stops Fight with Pizza. And, and this is why I kind of correlated this together as a writer. And again, I saw that video a couple of days before this event, and uh, it is. It's a, it's a little bit of a grainy video, but you can make out two guys literally rolling around on the floor and fighting, and, and some dude, he just runs out. I guess he just got his pizza. You know, he runs out. It looked like it was the camera from the restaurant that was focused out front, and he runs out, and he just kind of stops them, and he's, he's like, hey, man, have pizza, you know, and, and they stop and they eat pizza, and then they all walk off together. And so, again, I, I jokingly refer to the pizza. Of course, you have the, you know, the, the modern-day 2018 troll land of... Uh, of, of nasty comments, uh, you know, <laughs> I laugh at this, but I, because I mean, I, I've gotten a few here and there along the way on videos that my videos on YouTube, but then occasionally I get someone with some kind of sarcastic thing. It's actually really rare, though, that anybody does that with me, because <laughs> I tend to laugh. I have one, like, really horrible Yelp review from a crazy woman that I encountered, and, you know, I've got, like, 30-something Yelp reviews, and they're all pretty damn good, except the one brutal troll. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I joked about that when I got it. I was, like, mad at one level. Another part of me was, like, I feel like I, like, I feel like it's almost like an accomplishment that I got a troll. You know, like, I don't get too many trolls following me. But so I joke about that because, you know, again, you always people like, it's a fake video, it's not real. And, and you know, and listen, probably a good chunk of these are, like, Russian bots, by the way, and, and fake profile nonsense. But, um, you know, another part of it is just nasty, terrible people. You know, <laughs> we live in a day and age where you can, like, you know, back in the day, if you wrote a letter to a newspaper or, or, or confronted someone, you had to put your name on it. You had to put yourself out there as a risk. So people hide behind computers, uh, you know what I mean, and, 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 and are horrible and, and do their nastiness, uh, you know, that way. And, of course, there's a lot of positive compliment stuff on there as well, too, thankfully. But, I, again, I find most of the trolls to be entertaining. I'm very careful not to do that myself. 
with other people, especially like on Facebook as an example. I mean, sometimes some of the stuff I see some of my friends post are so bad that it's almost magical, you know, <laughs> some of the political stuff. It's just nonsense. Uh, you know, uh, they see a lot of people in fear and terror about the caravan coming this way and, you know, and it's just like, listen, I get that you got to do something about immigration. I get that this is somewhat of an issue, but it's mostly not. Uh, this is just fear tactics, and most of those people marching on foot 900 miles away are never going to make it to the border in the first place, and then even if they do, they're going to apply for citizenship, which is totally legal, and have to go through processing it. So turning it into a zombie horde is just silly, and they're carrying... You know they're carrying rabies and and they're and and and, and I, I was even going to joke about it and then, and the ones that are carrying babies are not really babies they're actually like little little people performers pretending to be babies and George Soros is secretly hiring them and just shut up you know uh, again you got to laugh because I do I see so much is nonsense at times that that people post and, and it's from the right and the left. You know, it's more on the right. Sorry, guys. You know what I mean? You get more of that, uh, this uh, nonsense that way. But yeah, there's some on the left that are doing some of this crap, too. You got to kind of laugh at it. But I, I just thought to myself, you know, how do you try to taint a video like this in that way? Like, it doesn't even matter if it's real or not. Again, very good chance it is real. But the whole point of it is to uplift you. And, and to get you to see things from another perspective. And, and however that happened, good. The, whether the validity of it and where it came from is so beside the point in that sense and in terms of, of just being antagonistic. So getting back to my original point here, you know, yeah, we can all use a little more love. Um, you know, I always think of that. It always moves me. It has even since I was a kid. Um, I think it's a group called the Youngbloods. And uh, I think that the group song is called Get Together. And it's, uh, come on, people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try to love one another right now. And, you know, I always remember that, even as a kid when I heard that, that it would give me like a little bit of a goosebumpy feel. And, um, and um, I heard that the other day, and it was just nice to hear... You know, that vibration that was going around in the late 60s and early 70s. And I'd like to see a wave of that come back in a way of this kindness and, and, and love and, and, and focusing more on brotherhood and sisterhood. And I, listen, I'm optimistic. I think it will. I think we're, I think we're in, in some pretty dark times in terms of priorities. And I think that will work its way back in. At, at one level, you know, it's going to take a little time. It ain't going to happen overnight. But I am optimistic in that way to bring it back. And and here's where I would ask my listeners to consider, you know, not waiting for it to come, uh, being part of it, making it happen, adding to it in your own way. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to jump up and down and pat myself on the back for the situation about how I handled the veteran and uh, that but I can acknowledge that I did something good and uh, maybe that man needed someone to be kind to him and that while I might have started off with a horn honk, I, I switched over to kindness and concern, which is, I think, he couldn't handle that either, but maybe that's just 
what he needed. And so that would be my recommendation to my listeners. Um, you know, think about maybe doing a little bit more of that um, from time to time, bringing that energy in, in that sense, into your life in small ways. You know, it doesn't have to be a grandiose thing to compliment someone or to be kind or offer to help someone or hold a door open or use a directional. Okay, now I'm going down my crazy road of complaining about drivers again. <laughs> but uh, there's a... And, and you can do it in bigger ways, too. Now, I'm always moved by, like, uh, this is a very personal thing for me, but uh, you know, there's a lot of videos. I think they have these videos from the Dodo, they call it, but there's a number of different uh, videos on this where they show a lot of animal rescuers and, you know, picking up, you know, dogs or cats and who have been abandoned and thrown away and, and all these kind of videos. And, and listen, this is what a cornball I am, where the water still exists, the, the water parts of me uh, are strong. And, and it's, I can't watch those videos and not cry a little or feel some emotion that surfaces in two ways. One, from the fact that people could throw a dog or a cat away you know, I just, again, I'll never be able to grasp that fully. Uh, it's just it's just crazy to me. And I understand people might be in dire circumstances and have, have to make those uncomfortable choices, but I think too many people think of it as a toy. And I think if you, you get a dog or a cat or a pet, like, that's yours for life, man. You take care of that. Like, that's the responsibility, and, and it brings so much joy with it, even if it is work. So that that part, I get bothered, but what... I mostly catch is like that there's some really awesome people in this world that do this type of work and care and, and watching a dog be transformed. And, you know, and I saw a video where there's a home where they take in all cats that have deformities and different issues. And, you know, they have this cat family of five cats and they're all one's missing a leg and one's, you know, uh, one's blind. And I mean, and, and these, and you, when you look at the, the animals and how happy they are. Um, dude, you know, that's awesome. Let's, you know, that's the Christ energy. Let, let's do more of that. Again, you don't have to do it in, in in huge ways. It's a lot to take on, you know, 16, 18 years with the cat. Maybe that's not going to be your thing. But we can all do better. And I think that if we, maybe if we start doing a little better, um, not even maybe, unequivocally, if we all start doing a little better, we'll see the world begin to make that shift, and then we got to be part of it. And, uh, you know, what you do in your corner of the universe is does affect other corners of the universe uh, in that respect. So, yeah, I am proud that I, I handled that the, the way that I did. Uh, and I was able to contain that, that anger at the same time as knowing that, you know, I did the right thing. You know, it's always so funny. It's almost like when I that dude, and it's like the angels just kind of stepped in and like, here, Jim, look at this license plate, you know, and, and so feel, feel your, your, your your humanity. In fact, the other day, it's a great example of this, I had, some, I had some creditor that bought an old debt of mine from way back in 2008, 2009, when I went through near bankruptcy and defaults with credit cards during that horrific recession. And, uh, of course, I had some, you know, some lawyer dude with one of those companies, those collection companies that rebought an old debt, 
had been bought and sold a million times over and refiled it in the court. And I've been dealing with that dude, uh, you know, affecting uh, uh, my, my credit report, which I actually worked around and I've made really good anyway because I'm smart. But, uh, it, it, you know, he was calling and he called my sister and left a message and he's trying to collect this, this like, you know, this like ridiculously high debt which he's never getting and has no real legality over, but he could legally file. And so I had gotten back from a vacation a couple of weeks ago, a Vegas trip, and had a wonderful trip, and I was all happy. And I opened my mail, and there's a there's like a letter from uh, from my uh, <laughs> from my bank from Wells Fargo saying, you know, this lawyer in Scottsdale has requested a review of uh, to be able to see your bank records for the last six months or something like that. And oh my God, my head nearly exploded. I'm like, I'm going to kill this guy. Enough already. You know what I mean? I literally, I can see his address and. I'm like, I'm going to go down to his office. I'm going to basically, like, here's the Italian New Yorker and me coming out and boxer. I'm like, I'm going to basically go down and break every bone in his body that he's doing this looking at my bank records. And and I, you know, I, I had, a, I had a, a day of kind of brewing about it, knowing that I shouldn't do that and I wasn't going to do it, but I was thinking about it and brewing about it a little, knowing I needed to dissipate this energy. And anyway, I wake up the next morning with a wicked sinus infection. So let me point out the connection between stress, anger, and worry, and then how it affects us physically. So I was on this infection for a couple of days. I thought about it more and about killing this dude. And uh, I said, as humorous, I would never kill someone, but I would. Uh, I did want to throttle him uh, his throat a little. <laughs> and I'm sick of this already. You're not getting any money, man. It's a dead loan from a million years ago. Enough already. Uh, and... Uh, I thought it through, and I'm like, you know, you know what would happen if I would go down to this office in Scottsdale? I know exactly what would happen if I would even go this far and do it. I'd find this guy, and he'd be some skinny, weird, nerdy dude who I end up talking to, and he's terrified. Uh, and turns out he's got a wife that has cancer, and he has four kids, and this is the business that he does, even if it's a, a terrible business um, to make money, and and help his wife, and it's, you know what I mean? Like, all this anger is going to dissipate. I know me, like, I know me. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to I'll go to a place of compassion and total understanding. I'm not going to do anything. And it, you know, so it's like, Jim, just dissipate this energy the other way. Who cares? Let him look at your bank records. I am totally above board of the income that I make. I don't hide income or anything like that uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm pretty above board about stuff. You know, and so and who cares if he looks at my bankers? I don't care. He's only going to see that I don't really make. I make. I make right now. I make decent money, but I don't make a ton of money. Where um, he's going to get some thirty thousand dollars made, largely made up number anyway. I might add. Anyway, out of me. So it's kind of the blessing in disguise. And I did. I dissipated it, and my sinus infection healed. And kind of a less dramatic way of of taking a more positive road. But I think again, for all of us, we. You know, we want to go after an ex-husband. We want to go after our ex-wife. We're pissed off about this. We're pissed off at our job. Again, I just wonder, you know, I think sometimes we have to know when to fight, and there are times when we're going to have to do that. And other times the the more passive, loving road is maybe the answer uh, in that respect. You know, peace can be a very powerful, transformative uh, energy when it's used, and that means internal peace, and then external peace, you know, so a lot of ways to approach that. So 
again, I've had a number of tests about that. So one of the things I had mentioned in uh, the last newsletter is I also posted some information about the strength card in the tarot um, and, uh, and tarot cards. There's the image. Uh, it's usually number number eight of the 22 archetypal cards. It's a strength card. It's the image of a woman calmly and serenely petting a red lion in her lap. And I had written about that a number of years ago. And it's funny because I started writing a book on tarot card interpretation about six, seven years ago, and I never finished it because I got distracted with a million other things. And I had looked up that information, and one, I was like, wow, I had to do a little editing, but very little. Like, I, what I wrote seven years ago was really damn good in that sense. So I, got it, so I may go back to finishing that book, but I did post about that, and that's exactly what we're talking about here. Look up that archetype in terms of its upright position and its reverse position, and you really will get some insight into the subject that we've been talking about here today. So, again, if you've got my column, you would have gotten that. You could have read it already. Uh, you can always go to, you know, the, it's listed through the site here anyway and look at any past columns. I've got um, from far back as 2012, almost all the columns I've written are still kind of logged in there. Uh, okay, so we're going to finish up today's show on this subject. I want to really briefly mention that I will be back a week and a half from now. Uh, I keep promising to do an astrology update show, and I'm eventually going to get to one of those. I just have been really busy. Uh, business is good, and um, I'm, you know, I'm only working four and a half days a week now uh, when it comes to session work. So uh, you know, I'll stack up to four sessions a day. Uh, one maybe sometimes on five on Saturday, but that's it. So it's just four and a half work days. I'm taking more time to myself and to write and and do some television and other things that I'm doing. So I've never been one to want to work like 60 hours a week. It ain't gonna happen. So uh, I'm more like the 30 hour a week guy, and that's how we're staying for a while. But uh, uh, so yeah, sometimes I get behind on some of the things I'd like to do. But we definitely will be doing that kind of mini, probably half hour broadcast a week from this Sunday. Uh, you might want to catch that. Uh, it'll it'll be posted on the archives anyway, and uh, and if it goes well, uh, that's the show about prosperity and how we create our own reality and all of that in detail with my group. And they're very cool. I think these are a really great bunch of people, and they give you guys some real good insight and begin to help you shift your beliefs around to accepting more abundance as well. Because we're doing it. And i got to tell you, I've said this from day one. That's a one, very much a Jim Ventura thing. If I decide on something that I'm going to do, it's only a matter of time that it will happen, period. That's how I am. I'm very, very like a bulldozer that way once I decide. Most of the time, it's because I haven't decided yet. And, and this is something I'm very clear about. So uh, I want to, within the next few months or a few years, reach a point where I don't have to work for money anymore. I just will sit on wealth and I'll continue to work, and then the money I make will go like to the Humane Society or help out animals and causes. I'll still charge people, but uh, I just have decided I want to get off the wheel of, of worry around money. And uh, trust me, guys, I say this out loud because this is what I'm doing, and so my group's working on that too. So you might want to catch that if you can. Anyway, thanks for joining me today. It looks like we're finishing up on our time here. My apologies to the callers that called in. Um, Again, I've said this before, I'd love to answer calls. It's just that if, if people were asking questions about the subject, that would be one thing, but usually they kind of ask for many readings, and that's awesome for them, but it's boring for the listeners, so it's one of the reasons I don't. I typically don't do that during these shows. Um, I usually try to carve out some time when I do astrology update shows to do the, the call-ins. 
So anyway, uh, just keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, and shall I get around to one I love to So thanks for joining me today. Happy fall. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And we'll catch up with you next time. Cheers. <laughs>